everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here with another exciting episode of the Asheville Food Fans podcast, which is also broadcast as a radio show on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains here in Western North Carolina. And today I have a very special guest. I have my friend and famous chef, Chef Katie Button, James Beard nominated chef and star of Magnolia Network's Uh, TV show, which is called From the Source, a brand new show. And Chef Katie Button, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Stu. How you been? I'm doing okay. I I think okay is the right word. uh, Right word. Yeah, navigating all the things and and lots of communication. (laughs) But but I'm doing all right. Thank you. Good. Yeah, it's been a tough couple of years for the food industry, you know, Gosh, I've seen that with my own eyes this whole time. And I've seen the way that you've been handling it. And man, I really admire the way that you've handled these pandemic years uh, as a restaurateur and a chef and just a member of our community here. It's been really nice to see. I think that our community really held together nicely during these years. And it ain't over yet. So we'll see. Maybe at one point, we'll all be fighting over a can of tuna in the parking lot of an abandoned Walmart or something. But for now... We're doing fine. Yeah. So, Katie, you're uh, co-owner, chef uh, of Curate, one of the best restaurants in the country, one of my top three restaurants here in Asheville at all times. And you also co-own La Bodega by Curate, a little, like a fun little version of Curate, in my opinion. Um, And then, uh, as I mentioned, star of this new Magnolia show, From the Source. So let's start by talking about Curate. How are things going there? What do people need to know? Give us an update. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going well. We are slowly working back to bringing back our services. I mean, the uh, lunch shifts and things like that. I mean, before the um, pandemic hit, we were open for six lunches and six dinners. And um, it's been two years of not being there at varying different levels. So I don't think we'll ever go back to six full lunch services. You know, I think we're looking at something. I know it's, it's it, I think we're looking at something a little bit, um, just trying to balance that. You're like, what is the right balance of number of services for the business to be healthy and us to be able to take really good care of our team? And also what is just maybe too much wear and tear, like on people, on the business, on everything. And I, I don't think we'll go fully back there, but we're um, working on bringing back Friday and Sunday lunch. We're currently open Tuesday through Sunday dinner and, um, and Saturday uh, lunch and are looking to bring back the other two weekend services. And then we'll see what's there. We're also wanting to bring back the, the vibrancy and the energy that we're so missing. I mean, Curate was so just a part of it was that packed in atmosphere that contributed to how it felt. And we've been missing that for two years, but we need to hang on a little longer and, you know, wait, be patient about that and bring it back when the time is right. Now, you guys were not only open for lunch and dinner six days a week, but you didn't close in between. So you were running like a a rough schedule. Um, And I I loved it uh, because I'm I'm what I call an opportunistic eater. So between 2 and 5 p.m., that was always my sweet spot to go eat at Curate. So it's been killing me, Chef Katie, but uh, I I can survive. And the other day, 
I was wrapping up one of my food tours downtown and I got a text from Dawn and she said, I'm sitting at the bar at Kurate and there's a seat next to me. And I just said to my tour, end the tour, everybody, I got to go. Been great knowing you. And I ran down there and Dawn and I sat at the bar for the first time in over a year and had, uh, we, it wasn't a full meal. We were just having a snack and we had the um, lamb skewers and the migas and boy, howdy. Man, it was like seeing old friends. It was <laughs> the food at Kudate is fabulously good in my opinion, and you can you can still get a seat at the bar. I, I you know what? I told some of my patrons to try to get a reservation just yesterday, and they were able to get one for today. So they, you know, it's still possible to eat at Kudate, everybody. <laughs> it is possible. And that in between our time is so much what we want to bring about that Spanish atmosphere, that that tapas bar, that vibrancy that that will stay just not six days a week. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. And, you know, things have changed in terms of what we expect of ourselves in terms of how much we work and how much time we spend with our friends and family. And, you know, times are just changing. So you got to right. reassess what's important to us and working, working, working all the time. Not necessarily the most important thing. Um, so Kurate, still awesome, still possible to get a seat there. Uh, make a reservation if you can. Try to sit at the bar if you uh, are being spontaneous. Let's talk now about uh, La Bodega by Kurate because... To me, this is a very exciting new aspect of downtown. Now, it did replace Button Bagels, and so fans of your bagel shop were sad, but they were, and I was a fan, and then I was immediately happy again because La Bodega is so amazing. So can you describe it for people and tell the people what's the difference between Curate and La Bodega? And the difference is huge, but not at the same time. Yes. Well, I mean, really what ha- what we have realized over the past couple of years is that our expertise and where we shine is in connecting people to Spanish food and culture. That's who we are. We always have been. And so we're leaning in on that. And La Bodega is right now just this quaint little shop with tables and some bar counter seating. It's small. It's intimate. It's... Um, open morning through the beginning early evening hours like eight to eight and it's the best for coming in and getting these dishes that are representative of Spain that we've never been able to offer like like um like a chucho for example as a breakfast pastry a chucho if you haven't had the chucho you have to go have it it is I describe it as a croissant meets an eclair meets a donut so it's like cream filled pastry dough like fried and crispy and rolled in sugar and it is amazing so and it's a classic pastry from spain that nobody here has ever heard of yeah i've never heard of it (laughs) and and it's super fun it's from um catalonia actually to be specific chucho is a catalan word but the uh, it's x-u-i-x-o and the the cool thing about those kinds of offerings plus we have wine by the glass and vermouth and we're working on renovating the upstairs if you remember what it used to be it used to be night bell everybody so Asheville true foodies exactly so legendary no you know (laughs) if you know the deviled egg you know but oh i do know the deviled egg for sure 
Are you about to so, tell me the deviled egg is coming? No, okay. no, I'm not. I'm not about to tell you that. Okay. Sorry. But that okay. will just have to lie as like a secret. We'll have to create t-shirts about that, you know, so that way it's like an insider's love knowledge. Yeah, we, it's, the <laughs> but, deviled egg is legendary, folks. And right. it's one of those foods that I'll, that I'll talk about like in the nursing home. I'll be right. on my deathbed being like, you should have had this egg. Um, any hoodles, tell us more. What's, what, what are you doing with upstairs? We are going to turn the bodega into a larger, like, all-day Spanish cafe and wine bar. So you'll be able to come in and get your breakfast and, you know, have a, a bite with friends. You'll be able to be there for lunch with these Spanish sandwiches and salads and little bites and then and, and canned uh, tinned seafood and, and all of that. And then, and then in the evening, we'll have this awesome kind of casual wine bar concept. And we're really excited about it. You'll be able to buy bottles at retail and then just for a small corkage fee, be able to have our selection that we're selling in the bodega. So it's going to be this cool shop, no reservations, like come anytime throughout the day, your Spanish cafe. And, and we're really excited about it because it's expanding our ability to introduce people to Spanish goods, products, and, and, um, and flavors. And the shop gives us an opportunity for people to like buy stuff and take it home and cook with it. And we're, we're trying to instill a love of Spain in every single person's heart. So that's wonderful. That <laughs> and La Bodega is very special. It is a shop with a full kitchen, small, but uh, capable kitchen, uh, capable of doing all kinds of things. I mean, in terms of you can get a burger there and actually one of my Stuby award nominated burgers. And um, I, these days, I don't know if you know this, Katie, but we stop in every Wednesday with a food tour and we get um, an order of churros to finish the tour. And man, they're very popular with my tour takers and they're delicious, best churros I've ever had. Um, and I spent some time, I brought a tour in just last night and while they were having their churros, I went in the back and spent some time with your freezer case back there, Katie. Um, the freezer case is amazing because a lot of the stuff that you can order at Curate, you can take home from La Bodega. So the freezer case is full of your chorizo and did I see some of your blood sausage in there? Oh Yeah and your lamb skewers all done up with the spices and everything and all on the skewers, uh, squid and octopus. I believe I saw in there. Yep. Uh, I saw a pork shoulder in there. Um, the albondinas. I'm terrible at pronouncing words. Albondigas, the meatballs. Yeah. Our prepared meatballs. Yeah. So just, and, the, and then in the cool, so that's the freezer case. And then in the cooler case, you have your gazpacho and uh, the peppers, the red peppers and some desserts. And, and yesterday I brought home after the tour, I brought home one of your desserts. It was like a, I don't know the name. I'm sorry. It's like a roulade almost with a, an apricot stuffing. It's chocolate. And it was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's, that's been, that was something fun that we created for the holidays that like chocolate, um, brotho, brotho means like arm, it's kind of because of the shape, that's what they uh -huh. call them. Mm. Yeah, like uh, Americans might know it as a chocolate log, although yes, exactly. that seems very base to describe this dessert. <laughs> um, it was fantastically delicious. And a cute little atmosphere in there, like very limited seating, but boom, when upstairs opens, that's gonna be great. 
Yeah. And I love your hours. Oh my God. Best hours downtown eight to eight. That's fantastic. Um, I was surprised to, that the hours were that expansive. So I'm an hours queen. I love big hours. Um, so I'm, and what I'm, I love about the bodega is it's still kind of a sleeper. People are still figuring out that it's there. And the yeah. people who know feel like they've found some sort of secret treasure that nobody knows about. And so um, it's, it's really wonderful. It's also been really helpful. I get a lot of feedback about when people are doing home entertaining right now that they can get really quality, like prepared or semi-prepared things to take home and just make like your home small gatherings right now easy and, and um, worry-free. So it's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. I can't wait for that wine bar and full concept to open upstairs in the spring, end of March, beginning of April. Coming okay. Soon. Wow. We're getting a semi-solid date. That's a dicey thing here in Asheville where, <laughs> I, where I think coming soon is our city motto. Right. Um, um, but, uh, so I feel like some of the concept of La Bodega grew out of the pandemic year. Like people mm-hmm. did want to bring Curate home. It's not the most like food delivery service type of restaurant. Like I know you did work with Kickback, Takeout Central for a while, but, um, it's not the most conducive food to delivery. And so having it either par cooked or all cooked, but prepared to bring home and, and reheat yourself. I don't know. La Bodega is awesome and it is special and, it's, and it is a little bit of a sleeper because of that location. Asheville's a town where something's two feet off the beaten path. People are like, oh, we never go there. Um, so people need to discover it, but please do, everybody. And then another thing that I, I think grew out of the pandemic was your mail order service, which has grown exponentially as far as I can tell. Do you want to touch on that for a minute for folks? Yeah, I mean, we have, we have, so we now have a wine club and, um, and Corte at Home, which is, uh, Corte at Home is our nationwide shipping of our, kind of, it came out of the bodega concept. So we created this bodega concept in the pandemic to be able to better serve our community. And pretty soon we were like, well, why are we going to be tied just here? We can ship this stuff everywhere. And we want to bring Spain, Spanish food, Spanish culture to people across the country. And, and that has been really fun. And it's a mix of our curated Spanish specialty goods, like some really nice canned products or olive oil or salt, and then things that we prepare ourselves like gazpacho or croquetas that are frozen and, you know, um, our the meatballs and, and the sausages that we're now making, we're now making sobrasada and chorizo ourselves cured. And it, they're amazing. Soprasada is one of those things that we can't import. And okay. so um, Jonathan Pridgen on our team, who's incredible with charcuterie, is producing this. Soprasada is like chorizo butter is how I describe it. So it's That's like a great. spreadable, fatty, like amazing. I mean, it's the perfect thing for a charcuterie board or sandwich or it's, it's one of my favorite things in the world. So we've been having a lot of fun being able to expand um, our reach of, of what we do and the Corte brand and who we are and, and, um, and the wine club also, and, and it's not just a wine club. We, you can order, if you live in one of the States that we can ship to, which the wine side is a little more limited. It's like 13 States that we can legally ship to. You can order 
wine, individual wine bottles as well, instead of just signing up for the club. But it's been fun. It's entirely Spanish wines. We work with small producers. It's a small kind of boutique wine club over those really much larger ones, which means that we can bring in some really cool stuff. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been exciting. Um, and the wine club is ma mail order. Can locals yes. also yeah, partake? Yeah. Yes, locals local can partake. partake. They can pick up their wine club orders at the bodega. So okay. you can opt for having things shipped or opt to pick up. Pick up is obviously less expensive because you don't have to pay shipping. So Bingo. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to tell Dawn about this wine club because she really enjoys wine and, and she's always looking for recommendations. So I'll tell her about the wine club. Um, and I just feel like you guys are... You're not expanding. I, I always say this. There's no Bodega 2 in South Asheville, or there's no Curate 2 in South Asheville is what I meant to say. Right. Um, you guys aren't expanding that way. It's not like, oh, we're going to open another one and another one, and pretty soon there'll be 14 of them, and then we'll franchise Curate. No, you've, you've done other things. Like first it was Night Bell, and then Buttons Bagels, and now, or Button & Company Bagels, and now um, La Bodega and the mail order stuff and the wine club and um, also the traveling stuff that we'll get into another time, Katie, uh, where the traveling food tours, which are, yes. oh my God, those sound incredible. And now the TV show. So your, your brand is expanding in a way that it, to me is more interesting than just like now there's 10 locations, um, which I don't mind that either, you know, like bring me a location right into my neighborhood of any great restaurant. But um, Let's talk about your TV show. How did that come about? And give us an overview of what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, this is that is a project that started, I feel like in 2019 or, or 2018. Gosh, the time is like, go, you know, and, and that's where the, the idea started. And, and I was really fortunate because the folks at the Magnolia Network, which is a, a TV network that um, Chip and Joanna Gaines decided to create their own kind of package of um, uh, curated TV shows and content that fit with their brand and what they're trying to do. And they reached out to me a few years ago about, um, about I don't even remember exactly how they, how they knew about what I was doing and what we were doing here, but about creating this TV concept. And I've been really fortunate that their team has been wonderful to work with and the production company who's producing it. And we all have been um, working on creating this show that is called From the Source. It has launched and is available on Discovery Plus, which is a subscription service or the Magnolia Network app. Um, which also gives you access to the Discovery Plus side of things. They, the Magnolia Network did just go on cable on the D, taking over the DIY network, which is okay. exciting. And yeah. there will be a date in the future, hopefully. Finger, uh, our, we're excited for them on that. And, and at some point down the line, there will be a date in the future that, um, you know, we are able to, where, the from the source will hopefully land there as well. But right now it's available through subscription service. And the coolest thing about that show is that I get to go out and experience firsthand how our producers, you know, how producers in this country like make incredible food. I have milked cows. I've climbed apple trees. I've like, you know, I do all this work hands on it, it like getting your hands in the dirt, actually doing it yourself gives me a much better perspective of how 
hard it is and what goes into producing incredible food. And then there's a cooking, cooking component as well. And we get to tell the stories of all the people behind the food that we're making. And it's really exciting. I'm thoroughly enjoying it and highly encourage people. There are six episodes that are out right now. We're filming more to come out later and please check it out. Oh, well, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to sign up for a free subscription to uh, the subscription service and check them out. I'm going to binge watch this weekend with Dawn. I, I read about it. I haven't, I admit, admitted to you before the show and I admit to the audience, I have not seen an episode yet, but I will sign up and binge watch. And I read about it and it sounds really fun and interesting. I did not realize that you milked a cow. I'm looking forward to that episode. That was an amazing experience, I have to say. It's I'll, I'll let other people have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like one of the most city slicker people you'll ever meet. I ain't never going to milk a cow. Somebody one time told me to uh, hold on to the, like, he, a farmer guy I know was feeding his horses and he was like, keep the horse, keep this horse from coming over here to eat this feed because it's not for him. That horse took one step toward me and I just got out of its way. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't, th this thing is like the size of a dinosaur. I am not messing with a horse or a cow. I mean, maybe one of those cute little baby goats. <laughs> Um, anyways, Chef Katie, we've just got like two minutes left of the show, and I know that's not a lot of time, but if you've eaten anywhere that you want to give a little shout out to, um, now's the time. I love it when chefs shout out other restaurants, if you care to do that. Oh my gosh, yes. I, uh, I mean, you know, I have been, I think, who am I going to shout out? I've, I've been loving, um, uh, Leo's and House of Thirst. I've been loving. Uh, obviously, Hole is one of my favorites. A place that I haven't been that I'm dying to go to is Iris's um, place, Little Little Chango. So if you haven't seen that, I went last week. Okay, you gotta go. It I'm was very awesome. excited about going. Yeah, so. I know she worked at Nightbell, correct? Yes. Yeah. And the bagel shop. She was running and, and managing the, the bagel shop right there for, for a good bit. So she's been a part of, she was a part of our team for a while. And um, also uh, comes from the famed whole donuts team as well. So she's got some good. It's really exciting to see her create her own thing that, and I'm always tracking on Jay Chung eats his Instagram to figure out like where she's at and what she's doing next. So lots of amazing food out there these days. And, and uh, that's what I've been checking out recently. Thanks, Chef Katie. I love it. Um, you named some great places, uh, a couple places I need to get to. I haven't been to Leo's yet, um, but I've heard great things about it. It's a wine bar from what I understand, so yep. I'm going to have to send Dawn over to drink some wine <laughs> for me. Um, but uh, great shout outs and, and great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. We see each other every once in a while. And great to talk to you and catch up. You just have so many exciting things going on. I'm always excited to hear what else you're doing. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Chef. Thanks, Stu. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.